hey, welcome back to another episode of Doable Discipleship. We're in our mysterious new location today, which with we will not disclose. Table, if you're wondering new, why can know, you see our reflection in the table, it's because we're in a different place. We're nomadic. We'll never tell. Anywho, thanks for joining us today. I'm Doug Jones, and this is my friend Jason. Yeah. Hey, Jason. Hey. Well, we're full on in Christmas now at Saddleback. Yes, we are. We've turned the corner. We You, you are getting this episode on what, December 5th? Yeah. The so. turkey and everything from Thanksgiving is now no longer good. You shouldn't eat it. Your I leftovers would, are yeah, not throw good that anymore. away. So Thanksgiving is is firmly in the past, and we're moving into Christmas full on. And uh, we're doing something pretty fun for the next three episodes of Doable Discipleship. I'm for the rest about of it. yeah, between now and between now and Christmas, we're doing something that we've never done before. Uh, we've never done it because our show is still very young, and there's a lot of things we haven't done before. Uh, but what we did this time <laughs> is we've decided to talk through th- some of the some of the most popular classic Christmas hymns and songs. And so for the next three weeks, we're going to talk through three separate songs. And what's really cool about this is uh, we talked with the worship arts team here at Saddleback, and they were extremely gracious and cool. And they did a a like a private little studio. Uh, sort of acoustic sesh had, with us. I had so much fun on that recording. Day. That was a lot of fun. It was really cool. It was literally the worship arts team were part of it, performing these songs, and me and Jason in the back of the room like, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and recording. So special thank you to Socrates and yeah. Josh and Mike and Eric yeah. for taking the time to do that. Yeah, that, that was, was really cool. cool. So we have these we have these private recordings that were done just for you, the Doable Discipleship audience. And so we're going to, at the start of each of these next three episodes, we're going to start off with the recording of, of these songs. And today we're starting off with Joy to the World. Yes. A very, very ubiquitous Christian classic. So, And, and we should specify, it's a version that that they wrote too. So they added yeah. to the Joy to the World song and, and it's called um, Heaven's Come to Us. Yeah. And so, uh, which um, they also, we should uh, mention, is they just released their Christmas EP. Yeah. So if you like the song that you're about to hear and uh, others, you can yep. buy their Christmas EP uh, through like iTunes. Music iTunes, or pretty much everywhere music. music is sold. Yeah. yeah. So check that out. You'd really enjoy that for, for the Christmas season. So let's cut away now. Let's hear that song. And then we'll come back. Jason and I will be discussing it when we get back. <laughs>
Wasn't that awesome? That was pretty cool. That was really sweet. Uh, we really loved doing that with the Worship Arts team. We had a great time. Uh, and so what we're going to do now and what we're going to do for the next few weeks is we're going to talk about some of the, like, what are the themes of these songs? Like, what are the, what's the theological content of these songs? Because mm-hmm. the, the cool thing about some of these, especially hymns, but, but a lot of Christ, you know, Christmas songs, is that they carry a lot of, like, rich meaning and they help kind of shape our attitude and our heart going into Christmas. Yeah, and so often, the like, why we wanted to do this series, too, is so often it's songs that everybody knows, we sing every year, but we may not mm. think about what it is that we're saying, you know, yeah. all the time. I know, I know I certainly don't. I just hear the tune, and I, you know, I start to bop my head and sing along <laughs> or whatever. Um, but but if, we, if we take the time for this season to sit down and really think through what it is we're saying, why we're saying it, and understand the meaning behind why the author of these uh, of these songs r- wrote them, yeah. then uh, we hope that it can add some new meaning to your Christmas season, too. Yeah, these are all songs that people, like, they just make you feel a certain way going into Christmas. But I think they're also meant to help us think a certain way going into Christmas as well. Like, yeah. to, to actually think about the rich content that's there. Because it's not just a tune that, like, you know, makes you want to tap your foot. But it's also rich theological content that can really shape the way we understand God and and apply these truths to our lives. So, totally. Yeah, let's get into it. Joy to the world. Joy to the world. Um, so, joy, um, obviously, it starts with the word joy. So, that elicits right there. It's It, it makes you feel like a warm happiness inside yeah. when you say joy to the world. So joy is, um, especially like as we talk through the Advent season, it's one of those words that you hear a lot. You hear uh, of peace, hope, 
love and joy. Yeah, the four Advent words. The four Advent Hopey words. Hopey J-Lo, as Hope, Rick helped us there remember. There you go. I, I never learned it that way, but you say it every year. I so. still... <laughs> Rick did that a couple years ago, and I still can't shake Hopey it. Hopey J-Lo. So Hopey we're talking J-Lo. about Hopey the Jay in that. Um, so, uh, joy. So I want to start off by top... Uh, uh, by reading through Luke uh, chapter 2, verses 10 through 11. Um, it says, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. And he... And the angel's talking to the uh, shepherds in this. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. Mm. So I want to focus in quickly on that good news that will cause great joy mm. for all the people, right? And so what is this cause? It, 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 says, it says that the good news will cause great joy. What is causing this great joy? It's the good news of, of Jesus being born. So it's the news, and it's also Jesus himself yeah. will cause great joy for all the people. So I love that double meaning that you get in this. Yeah. Because there's nothing greater than the news of the Savior being born and a Savior who is going to ultimately will die for you and die for your sins, which we talked heavily about in our last series. Yeah. Um, but just the fact that that we can expect to have joy and mm. to live joyfully yeah. because of this news, because of this news of Jesus' birth, because the truth of Jesus' birth, I think that's a great way to think about the season. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Let's let's take a second too to to let people know about our Advent retreat that's coming up. Yeah. There's still some slots available for that. So if you've never partaken in the Saddlebacks Advent retreat down at the Rancho Capistrano Retreat Center, you should definitely check that out if you're a Southern California native, or if you can somehow get to Southern California, you're welcome <laughs> to come do that. What date is that? Yeah, on, it's Jason? this coming Saturday, so yeah. it's the ninth uh, of December, and I believe it's from nine to noon down at Rancho yeah. Capistrano. We will put the link in the show notes. Yeah. Um, if you want to sign up for that, there's still some slots available. We ask that you do register for it. Yeah. I think it's $5, and uh, it's a lot of fun. There's You're a not going to get a cheaper half-day retreat than that. No, no, no. So there's a lot of time. It, it, we talked through the Advent um, words that we just talked about, yeah. and then we sing some Christmas songs together. It's a really cool time. Yeah, that's what made me think of it. If you want to dig into these words, hope, peace, joy, love, and the joy, the word that we're focusing on now, that's a, a great place to do that, to hear about some teaching on that, and then also have some time to just reflect on it yeah. as well. But let's let's talk a little bit about the difference between joy and happiness, because that, I think, is a commonly misconceived idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard it said lots of times that um, joy and happiness differ because happiness is based on circumstances mm-hmm. and joy is not based on circumstances. Um, I wonder about that a little bit. Uh, I, I, when, I, when I make the division between happiness and joy, I, I see them as existing on two different tiers. Like happiness is at this lower level where it very yeah. much is determined by like the, it can be, it can be that fleeting. can be extremely fleeting, dictated by like the, the little minutia of life, you know, like, yeah. um, you know, little things like a, a Twinkie might make you happy. I saw a really pretty flower. Happy. Yeah. yeah that kind of thing. <laughs> I heard a song that I really loved or whatever. Yeah. Um, it can be, or I saw a movie that was just a lot of fun. So it, happiness is very much like the the Richter scale, right? The up mm-hmm. and down, like like ups and downs of life. Um, joy, I think, though, is at, as a, is at a completely different level. Yeah. And uh, I, I do actually think, though, that they're both dependent on circumstances, but they're both determined by different kinds of circumstances. So I would say that joy is a is almost like a is a higher level of happiness that occurs because of a higher because of higher realities or because of higher um, 
higher circumstances. For example, whatever's happening down on this happiness level, it's like I can have a rough day and, yeah. and, in, and in the the lower happiness sense, I might be a little bit low today, but there is a higher set of circumstances that can give me joy that transcends the, the day-to-day ebb and flow of my happiness. So for example, even on my worst day, I still have a savior in Jesus Christ who's forgiven yeah. my sins. I still have a home in heaven that I look forward to. You know, I still have a church family that loves me and cares for me. I still have you know, I, yeah. I can still look to all those transcendent things that God has given me and look to those as sources of joy, even when happiness may be. A, so you can be, I think this is how we make sense of the biblical language that um, we can be afflicted and yet at the same time have joy. And mm-hmm. and and I think whenever we see like Paul doing that, you know, he says that these, these hardships that we may experience now pale in comparison Mm-hmm. to the joys that wait for us in the future. I think that's a picture of it. Like, you can be going through hardship now, but still have joy. And this song, Joy to the World, is depicting for us that transcendent circumstance, the yeah. bigger reality that says, beyond all the the ups and downs of daily life, there is a bigger reality at play here. There's a there's a kingdom of God at work here that can give us joy even in our worst times. Like where, you know, these ancient Christians can, can sit singing in their jail cells yeah. because they're... Their perspective is dictated by the greater realities, the heavenly eternal realities that bring joy rather than the, the little things of life that pale in comparison. Yeah, I, I think I think there's so much so much opportunity and power in joy and remembering that joy is a fruit of the spirit, right? Happiness yeah. is not a fruit of the spirit. Joy yeah. is a fruit of the spirit. Good point. And like I, I it's always is super impactful and powerful, like when Kay talks about how she has her necklace which says uh, a choose joy mm-hmm. on it and yeah. how she goes to that like whenever she she is facing like the worst days of her life. Yeah. So joy is something that you can hold to and cling to. Yeah. And because it comes from a higher place like it, you know what you're talking about. It comes from an eternal place. Yeah. Whereas happiness, you know, it fleets with the wind and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's where I think joy is such a it's it's so we we need joy. Happiness is something we can live without, but joy yeah. is not something that we can live mm-hmm. without. Without joy, there's there's, you know, without hope, there's no joy. And there's just to me, there would be complete darkness if if you were, if you were experienced hardship at the happiness, the lower level, and at the higher level. But that's mm-hmm. the beauty of the promises of God and the future that that God has uh, has painted for us and all that stuff. But I I love the I love Kay's what, when Kay teaches on the choose joy idea. What what she's essentially saying is that you you can choose your focus. You can choose to focus on the yep. lower level things that have to do with happiness, mm-hmm. or you can choose to turn your sights toward heaven, yeah. which, by the way, I love that, you know, kind of the um, the slogan for Christmas this year is lift your lift eyes, eyes up. up. Mm-hmm. Um, that, so that, cool. And it's that picture of turning our eyes from earth up to heaven and thinking of, yeah, thinking of him thing. and reflecting on the one that God sent to us and all that stuff. But um, it's a decision to place your focus on one thing or the other, either the, 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 Difficulties of life now, or the eternal glory and the eternal uh, hope that we have in Christ. Yeah, good stuff. Um, yeah. So, if you want to re- uh, read more about joy, read the book of Philippians, or read. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pastor Tom Holiday has a book on Philippians um, that you should look at too, and he, he focuses on on joy as the theme of the book. Mm. Um, so um, that's a that's another another step that you can do. A, a doable discipleship step. That's good. Um, so what's the next line that we get in the song? 
I love, uh, we move into <clears throat> let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing. Uh, and then from that, we go into the next verse. I'll just take this together because I think it kind of is sort of a cohesive piece here. Uh, Joy to the earth, the Savior reigns, let men their songs employ, while fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains repeat the sounding joy. Mm-hmm. So it's the nature crying out theme that Jesus it. gives us. And, and it actually is established in the Old Testament and then is fulfilled in Christ. Um, the words of Jesus that say, you know, if everyone else shuts up and no yeah. one sings to me, then the rocks themselves will cry out. Oh, good. There you go. Uh, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. And he says, I tell you, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. Um, So Jesus kind of points straight at this theme of nature crying out in worship to him. It's I I love it. Every time I sing this song, it makes me think back to what Jesus was saying about this. He's like, "Uh, you can't stop praise and worship from happening. Yeah. What do you think that means, by the way? Like when, so when you think of rocks crying, so what if, what does it mean that rocks would cry out? Uh, that's a great question. We don't know what actually happened, like you know, it, or what could have happened, uh-huh. like. But I think it's just I think, as we talked about in our series on worldview, and we talked about the nature of creation, how how God created everything, and the purpose of everything is to glorify God, like. Mm-hmm. It's it's not it's something that we aren't consciously aware of all the time. But when nature is just is living out how God designed it, it is worshiping God. Yeah, it is praising God. So as so you know, so we think that yes, you can shut the mouths of people, but all of nature was made and is was made to glorify God. Yeah, and so, continues to obey His command. Exactly. And one thing I I thought about uh, this is something that I or it's like a fraggle rock thing and the rock start like mouths open (laughs) (laughs) part of me wants it to be that (laughs) that would have been incredible forget the you know the lofty (laughs) idea just i want it to be the rocks (laughs) cracking and and becoming mouth yeah exactly um no but i I thought about this years ago i kind of reflected on it a little bit this idea of like what does it mean that that the heavens declare you know and that this idea that nature exclaims, yeah. you know, on behalf of God. Um, and it kind of got me thinking about how it seems like, it seems like everything in God's creation is obedient to him except two things. <laughs> People, People and fallen angels. Yeah. Pretty much everything else is set. And if you think of it that way, in a sense, rocks do a better job of worshiping than we do because oh, rocks yeah. behave as they were made to behave. Totally. They do what they were meant to do. It's humans who turn and fail to do what we were made to do. And it's some angels who've turned, as we've said a couple episodes back, and fail to do what they were made to do. So in a sense, every second that the universe continues to spin and move forward and, 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 and abide by the laws that God established in creation, they're continuing to honor him and to worship him. And so, I mean, thinking of worship as obedience to God, in many ways, some of the inanimate aspects of nature do it better than we do. Like we oh, actually betray I, him where they don't. I, uh, oh yeah, I think I think that's a I think that's a great idea because we talk about like literally, it's the idea of the creation is is pointing towards the creator, right? Yeah. So all of the rest of creation, like what you're talking about, is a is pointing perfectly to God. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like the idea of, of like an artist, you know, who makes a painting or whatever. And, and that painting is a reflection of the talent of the artist. Yeah. But here you get 
literally all of creation, you get all the heavens and all the earth, you know, and is pointing perfectly back towards the creator. Yeah. Like, look at the majesty, look at the glory of God. Yeah. And it's so easy for us as people to just overlook it and be like, you know, hey, the tree's in the way <laughs> or, yeah. or whatever, instead of saying, wow, like that tree is is a declaration of God's goodness yeah. and is, you know, majesty in the world. Yeah, it, it, nature proclaims who God is um, because, like you said, as as an artist is reflected in the thing he creates, so God is reflected in the world he's made. Um, and there's also that the the... The Old Testament gives us this idea that God prefers obedience over sacrifice. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I want your love. Yeah, your and like... Not your burnt offering. When God says to the sea, be calm, it's calm. You know, when God when God demands that the sea is parted for the Israelites leaving Egypt, it, it parts. Yeah. It, it perfectly obeys. obeys. It does as, as it's told. Whereas... You know, when God tells me to do something, it's like, mm, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I can't think it's of like, an, I can't think of an instance in Scripture like where Jesus is like, "Hey, wind, whop, you know, whop, quiet," whop. and it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, come on. It, it groans or refuses <laughs> in some way. Yeah, nature nature worships constantly through its through its continued obedience to God. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, we know we live in a broken, broken world. world. It's not exactly what God intended, but that's our fault, not God's fault. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's interesting, and there's I think there's lots of room for discussion that we shouldn't get too bogged down yeah. in. But yeah, I did want to make note of, of that verse that you referenced earlier. It's Psalm nineteen one. It, it, it says, "The heavens are telling of the glory of God, and their expanse is declaring the work of His hands." Or is it the walk of? His I know hands? I have the walk of His hands on here. Which I just see Jesus hey. making a stir fry or something mm. like that. That sounds good. It's almost lunchtime, so you're making. Oh uh, yes, enough. yes, uh, yes. You're right about that. Um, what else do you want to say about this? Um, now, there's like one thing that we didn't talk about was this idea of let Earth receive her king, which was a little earlier on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I did. I, I just. I just wanted to make note of that. Which that big, was my bad. I I know, but I, I, I just kept rolling with it. Um, so I just wanted to make note is, is we see this dichotomy of of how people in that day and age um, accepted Jesus as the king, which. Uh, Spoiler alert, most of them did not. And then <laughs> versus yeah. like what is going to happen, you know. So we see in Isaiah 53, it says, He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. So that was a prophecy of Jesus that was going to come. It was saying like, uh, we're going to have the Messiah here and you are going to, completely deny him yeah right but then we see what happens after the fact from paul says in philippians 2 he says god has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name so that at the name of jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that jesus christ is lord to the glory of god the father Mm -hmm. so we see this dichotomy of of what happened at the time when jesus was here we Mm -hmm. had the messiah god in the flesh yeah, and people, you know, scourged him, and versus what we knew, like is going to come the the idea of every knee shall bow and the exaltedness, so that when we sing the words "Joy to the world, the Lord is come, let earth receive her King," like it's it's we know that that's not what happened when Christ was born. 
Yeah, at least we know it's he on was, some level, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, he, 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 is the earth did not receive him in that yeah. way. But we will. Yeah. Like and so so this song is not just about what we should be thinking about and feeling at Christmas. It's a song that's also encouraging us to look forward and have hope for the future that Christ will come again. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a really cool element of this song is we can sing it at Christmas and think about the birth of Jesus and sing joy to the world, the Lord has come, and think yeah. about the angels, you know, like telling the shepherds that, you know, um, they have good news that will cause great joy. Yeah. But we can also look forward still and, and, and still sing the words of this song in anticipation of what's going to come. Yeah, it's a. I think it's a beautiful two-handed thing. We get to yeah. rejoice in what happened when Christ came, and also look ahead to that future yeah. glory. Um, and, th- and then there's also a certain level, you know, like like the song that we played uh, says, "Heavens come to earth," mm-hmm. and there there was this very real picture that even though it didn't happen um, in the way that the Jews were expecting it to happen, and yeah. in, the, in that the Messiah comes, sets up his earthly kingdom, and and asserts his authority yeah. over everyone. Um, <laughs> Because they were expecting that to happen on at the, like at the physical level, like like like, like that this take is, hold this of this literally happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what instead happened was more of a uh, an underground spiritual movement that began. Where in a very mm-hmm. real sense, when Jesus showed up, the kingdom of heaven did pour out onto the yes, earth. Yes, it did. But um, not in the way that they were thinking. Oh. And so we can there's there's many layers to this to the song, and of course to the scriptures for us to enjoy. Yeah. Um, but all of those things are sources of joy. Not just happiness, but joy. Because we have joy in what did happen, we have joy in what's going to happen, and then we find joy in what uh, Jesus does in, through, and for us today. Yeah. Um, and so I, maybe that's an encouragement for you going into Christmas. You uh, maybe have a, uh, maybe you come from a family situation that is uh, less than perfect, and uh, the Christmas season can be a little bit rough and unpleasant, and maybe it brings conflict uh, to the surface, or maybe it um, maybe it's just aggravating and kind of stressful to look ahead to those family gatherings, or maybe you don't have family to, to be with during Christmas. Um, this is a moment where I would, I would uh, want to encourage you with this song, that there's joy for you to experience because transcending all the, all the stuff of this life, there is the, the higher reality of heaven, that there's this incredible gift given through Jesus Christ that we can all take hold of. And that's what we're celebrating. I, mm-hmm. um, Carolyn, who was on the show a while back, said to us this morning um, that, you know, she was so excited that we're going to be talking about these songs. We told her we're going to be doing Joy to the World. Yeah. And she was like, man, she's like, I, you know, I, I came into the office today with like this big long list of things to do. And she's like, those things all want to steal my joy. There are all these, there are all these low level things that want to come in and steal the enjoyment of Christmas and steal your focus away from the focus, which is Christ. Um, and just as we said a minute ago, it's a choice. It's a choice to decide, mm-hmm. am I going to focus in on this? The, the stress of shopping and blah, 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 or am I going to focus in on Jesus Christ and the reality that he brings? Um, that's our source of joy. Yeah. All right, let's wrap it up, shall we? Doable steps. Doable steps. Um, Advent retreat. Yeah, the big one is Advent earlier. retreat. Make sure you check that out. Also, uh, yeah, local. if you want to listen to the song again and the others that are on the new Saddleback Worship EP, I think we can put the link to that in yep. the show notes too. Uh, so look below for that. Um. And Christmas services are coming up. Yeah, they are. Yeah. They kick off Thursday the 21st. First. So attend those. All Saddleback campuses are going to be cranking out major Christmas services. And think services about who you year. can invite, too. Yeah. 
Yeah, if you attend a Saddleback campus, you probably got a thing with some tear-off cards. So think about somebody that you can give those invites to. If you didn't get that, and you know, go to Saddleback.com and and send the link to our Christmas services page out to friends and stuff like that. I'll put that in the show notes as well if it's available yet. Yeah. And let's give a special shout out to our new campus at Saddleback, Igor Belinda. Yeah, let's do that. Just launched this past weekend. Congratulations, Igor Belinda. The 20th Saddleback campus. That is insane. That's insane. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next week. If you're a podcast listener and you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. And if you're thinking, hey, listening's great, but is there a way I can watch these episodes? Yeah, there is. Subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for video versions of these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you're already watching us on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows? Your question just might inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Doug Jones, and I hope you'll join us again next week.